Danny, it's good to talk to you again, man. It's good to see you, as I said. Uh, of course, uh, the new Cradle of Filth live album, Trouble and Their Double Lives, has just been released. And uh, it's your first in 20 years, man. And it's a really good career-spanning retrospective, not only uh, the songs, but, uh, you know, uh, where they've been recorded and things like that. Good memories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think... Uh... I think that the actual official document set or information sent out by the record company is a bit wrong because uh, it was for the Cryptoriana World Tour, um, which would have started in 2015. Um, but yeah, yeah, we toured the entire world and that World Tour was extended a little bit by the fact that we re-released Cruelty and the Beast mm. as Remistressed. And uh, so that extended the World Tour by another year. And um, yeah, the whole thing's a bit circumstantial, really. We didn't intend to release a live album. We just found ourselves with some spare time and a bunch of material that we didn't realise had been recorded. So it was suggested by our sound guy that we do a live record. We gave everything to our studio engineer. He said he laboriously went through everything. Um, <laughs> result. So you didn't you didn't sit in there and gone through tapes? Yeah, of course. We did for a while, but he did the yeah. grunt work. Mate, it'd be, it'd be just complete madness going through all those tapes. All the tapes? Tapes? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what year am I in? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, that would have been just complete madness going through all that to find the right moments. Yeah, he good good takes, good performances, you know. Um, yeah, just stuff they thought would work well and also he had a, a shopping list of um uh songs that we wanted to put on there mm. we realized it was going to be a double album hence the title and uh yeah the reason we putting two new songs on there as well was because um everything got delayed obviously because that that thing i don't even remember it was called the endemic pandemic whatever oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. um subsequently uh we found ourselves delayed by year like everybody else Existence is Futile was delayed by an entire year. Thus, our transition from one record company to another. We're now on Napalm yeah. from New Glass. That was delayed by a year. So it sort of fell in that uh, interim gap. And uh, we had a lineup change. And subsequently, we'd started writing for a new album. But we just thought, no, we best, best press reset on that. But didn't want to lose those two tracks because they were great. So we decided uh, quite fortuitously to put them on the uh, live album. That's they're, given people go into what Cradle like at the present. They're great, man. Those tracks, they're really, really yeah. good. I love their energy and stuff. Like, really sick, man. Are they separate from what's coming? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, we pressed reset on the whole writing mm. a new album. And the actual fact, we're... Um, what date is it? It's the first. Right, okay. So in, in two weeks' time, we'll be playing in Las Vegas at the Sick New World Festival. Yeah. The moment we get down on English soil after that, we're, we're beginning recording our new album, um, which will take us across the summer, I should think. We've got a few, just a handful of summer festivals this year. Next year is going to be a busy one for us with the album release. Um, busy at the end of the year. So the majority of the summer is just going to be being creative. Has it got a name yet? Uh, Jeff. 
<laughs> You're not going to tell me. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it's, we haven't even got in the studio. Mate, mate, it's, see, it's, it's one of those things you sort of wait until the song, songs or as a collective tell you what it wants to be, or is it? I guess yeah, we actually haven't finished writing it. We've, we've got a couple of always the case, last minute additions to just because people want to try and get stuff in and, you know, mm. oh, good enough, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and yeah, things go through revisions all the time in the studio because we've been there a couple of months, well, probably three to four months. Uh, don't work weekends. It's a local studio. That's the beauty of it. But it does mean having to fly people in from Czech Republic and America to fulfil their duties. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a, it's like Darth Vader's control panel behind you. Uh, it's like- <laughs> yeah, that's the question. <laughs> where, where are you looking? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pointing at the screen. Of course, you can't see. Uh, just with those buttons, it was like the. Oh panel. yes, that is. Yeah, no, this is this is my studio roadcaster, but it does look. Like, my son thinks it looks like Darth Vader's control, which I've got over the other side. And I was like, "How can you see that all the way over the side?" I'm one of those, dude. Uh, I know you are as well. We, you know, this is like my studio slash collector room full of stuff, Evil Dead shrines and things. Did you see the new movie? Fucking oath, I did. Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it on Thursday. You like it? Loved it. I loved it as well. And surprisingly, I'm normally the person that would be like, mm, they could have done this better, they could have done that better. Yeah. I didn't come out. Of, I didn't come out of the theatre thinking that, but immediately I just checked out. I don't know why. I just want to check out on other people's opinions, and it got like seven point five on one of these big. I don't know. It's ID, whatever it is, and. Um, yeah, a lot of the comments were, oh, it could have been bloodier. It it could have, you know, had a bit more scary parts. And I thought, actually, it was pretty good. Yeah. I'm finicky when it comes to horror movies, you know what I mean? Because uh, I've got a lot of good friends that work in the horror industry or write about horror. And I'm always asking them, can you give me any, you know, sort of, uh, insp- you know, inspiration for movies that are out at the moment? And they're constantly like, well, I... Uh, I saw Mandy. I saw, I saw everybody seen that. Everybody seen you know um, Hereditary, Midsummer. You know the usual. Yeah. I want to see something that nobody's you know that's not um, well known, but great you know great importance or looks awesome and very few and far between it seems. But this I thought yeah. was really good. Yeah, me too, and I love how it built on the law. Of yeah, yeah, I love the fact that I had another Necronomicon as well, which was which is awesome. Spoilers. I thought the characters <laughs> are pretty. You could, I mean, sorry, you couldn't flesh them out anymore, really. But um, you know, it was it wasn't a long. Well, yeah, it was it was a good two hour long movie. Hmm. I loved it. I don't know. I don't know why the hate. Nah, I don't either. And I want more. That's all. I just want more Evil Dead. You know. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, not another ten years between this and the next one. Absolutely. But one more with Bruce would be pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, just but one. What I, like about, what I like about the last two is that it, as much as I like the black comedy, mm. and when you're when you're young and you saw things like, uh, I don't know, um, American Werewolf in London or Evil Dead, you sort of kind of didn't notice the black comedy. Yeah. It was just... Um, 
nowadays, I think uh, I love Ash versus Evil Dead, but I love the sincerity and the the nastiness of it having zero comedy to it. Mm. I agree. Yeah, that's right. And this one was pretty nasty. <laughs> it was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they could. I must admit, they could. They advertised this whole thing about the cheese grater. They did a whole poster with that. And yeah, was, that was a little underused. Yeah, well, I wanted. Yeah, a couple of minutes of cheese grater chasing would have been. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to back to uh, yeah, yeah. Cradle of Filth. Of course, I love talking evil there. Don't get. May we'll be here for hours. But I did like the special edition that that's come out with the the uh, the black earplugs. Whose idea was that? Your idea? Yeah. Well, I think you need earplugs when you listen to Cradle of Filth. It just seems apt. Maybe some toilet roll time. That's that's the poor man's. But we've all been there at a gig where they're like, "Oh, we've run out," and you're like, you "Have to go and show them in." But uh, I think you know that's 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 caring for your fans' hearing, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please says that. Please says that. But uh, of course, where where, where what were we talking about? We were talking, of course. Uh, you know, you you recently wrapped up a tour with uh, your mate Des from Devil Driver. That looked incredible. I spoke to him the other day, and he had nothing but great things to say about you. And Cradle of Filth, and how important that band is to him and his wife, uh, Anastasia. Well, Wonderful people. Where's Cash Cow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wonderful people. Wonderful people. But how's it? How's it? You know, hitting the road with with him and yeah, yeah. It was an amazing tour. Um, it was like going out with Bestie, you know, and yeah. uh, very family affair. I mean, I I managed to bring my girlfriend out for like ten days. Um, he had his wife out. We shared crew. It was very, yeah, it was very family orientated, very fun, really relaxed, totally chill. So much so that we've got a second leg happening in September. Oh, cool. Um, October. A third leg happening, this is States and Canada. And then we're hoping to bring it over to Australia. We're hoping to bring it over to Europe as well. It's a really successful tour. I know it's not two black metal bands, but oh. I think it works better because of that. You get, uh, you know, uh, to the un- untrained deer, it's all loud music. So, yeah, but I think there's something about both of you guys would be, it, it would complement. I think it would be really yeah. cool to see because you know, it was a great tour. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that down here. Because when was the last when was the last time we saw you? It was see the pandemic thing really messed up the timeline. You know what I mean? I'm trying to remember when everything happened. It was definitely 2019. Because we, we we did Australia and then headed over to New Zealand. That's right. It was just before. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We'd have been back since, but, yeah, kind of got in the way, didn't it? The whole, whole thing. Yeah. Especially, man, that last um, was was great, man. I really loved Existence of Utah. It's such a great record. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, I mean... With that and changing labels, was that something that was difficult for you guys at, at the time, like with everything stretched out? Well, we were very for- it was very fortuitous for us and fortunate that we uh, just finished that world tour and we'd gone into the uh, studio. We'd had the drums laid down, which is important hmm. because our drummers from the Czech Republic and then all the borders closed. Um, and we had everything demoed, so we used the demos, and I just kind of went in there and started messing around doing recording vocals and everything against tantamount just the drums. 
um, but with guide guitars and everything. And everybody came in and filled their bits when and, you know, if they could. Um, but it was a really relaxed affair. really enjoyed it. The weather was incredible here. So it just felt like we were on holiday. And nobody was there. No record company was breathing down our necks saying, you know, oh, it's going to be delivered in three weeks because nobody knew when the fucking pandemic was going to end. So yeah. it was... Uh, it was uh, it was a good time. It just got a little boring because uh, we obviously finished it and it's like, well, we can't release it now because we, we can't back it up by touring or anything. So it just sort of kind of sat around for a year. And I actually got, by the time it got released, I was bored sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. But I mean, we were, like I said, we were fortunate. Uh, the pandemic was a shitty thing that happened to a lot of people. And in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have taken it quite as serious as we, we did, you know, with the constant lockdowns and the amount of money that we ploughed into fucking the economy to try and save it, etc. Yeah, that's a, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hectic, man. Yep. Everything we're yep. dealing with now. But I'll tell you yeah. what, man. I'll tell you what, like you even had a beer company down here release some cradle of filth beer which was pretty amazing did you guys get get any did you get any of that yeah we did yeah 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 absolutely could have been a bit stronger but yeah it's fine <laughs> can always be stronger and it's coming yeah. up in australian beer i mean you know is it something you'll do more that's the main forex no one we did. led to believe that is the actual lifeblood of australia over here for no <laughs> I will, mate the gold the red and gold is i'm i'm gonna people are gonna want to fight me over that i'm a vb man you know yeah but forex and fosters we don't want drinks fosters either does everyone think no, we no, fosters no, over no, there? in fact i don't drink anymore so uh, um, yeah. i tried a uh uh alcohol free fosters and it, it tasted pretty much the same as a normal yeah. one <laughs> literally it's terrible. That's terrible. But um, one thing I did want to ask you about, and I know you're probably sick of being asked about it, but my, if I don't, my kids are going to eat me alive. Um, of okay. course. I'd like yeah. to see that. You, sorry? Film it. Okay. All right, I'll call them in now. You can just sit there, get some popcorn while, uh, while I'm being torn apart by uh, a six and yeah, yeah. nine-year-old. Yeah. There you go. It's a horror movie in there. Yeah, I'll leave it back to you, Evil Dead, then. <laughs> yes. Hey, that's a spoiler. Um, you're gonna say Sheeran, aren't you? What's that? Are you gonna say Ed Sheeran? Yeah, <laughs> you knew I was gonna say it because they're obsessed. I know they're obsessed. Um, I'm a fan. I, I said to them, I said like, you know, Cradle of Filth, and and you're doing a song with Ed Sheeran, and they were so excited because they know that I'm a Cradle of Filth fan. So it's both of those worlds coming together, I guess. But one thing I want to know is it him jumping into your world or you jumping into his world? Which is interesting. It's him jumping into our world. Wow. For, yeah. I mean, it has these attributes to it. We got him to record acoustic guitar. We, we're not really renowned for the drop down acoustic guitar se sections in our music at all. Um, but it is what you imagine it to be. It's, it is the marriage of Ed Sheeran and Cradle of the Filth. Uh, we even snuck a blast beat into it. The whole, the track itself, the ideology behind it is we're going to release it as a charity single. Oh, cool. Um, we get to, we, we, we're about to mix it. The trouble is being um, made of thirst, etc. Everybody I know is on holiday, well, bar me. Everybody's on holiday, including my producer. So 
we don't actually get back to it to till Friday. So it'll be mixed in Friday and next week. And then it's going to go to his manager and our manager, and then they're going to decide how to to put it out into the world. But yeah, it's, it's a charity single. We got our charity. He's got his. Um, it's not a, you know, like a comical thing. No. Uh, very serious. The track's great, in fact. Um, and he was great about it as well. It took tantamount to about two years of being a pen pal uh, before we actually met up. And... Bearing in mind, he just said, yeah, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll come down to the studio next week. And I went, okay, this, these are the directions, etc." I was expecting him to have turned up with some security or a couple of friends, you know, a bit of protection, really. I'm not talking about Durex. You know, I'm just talking about people looking. <laughs> he just came on his own, guitar swung over his shoulder, driving his wife's car. Um, and bearing in mind, he's worth God knows how many millions. Yes, Low key, very chilled, cradle of filth hoodie, just came, just like one of the lads. Really, really good fun. Did he t- tell you how he got into cradle of filth to begin with? Like, was yeah, that yeah, the- yeah, yeah. There was a, it was an interesting story because uh, he was due to, you know, like uh, when you do uh, uh, when you're at university or college or whatever, and they just put, they sort of pimp you out to do work. Um, well, you know, it's like a work choice thing. You go mm. work in a, 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 your field of expertise or whatever you want to do. So he wanted to do music. So he they pimped him out to the studio. I guess it was his choice. And uh, we used to always used to use this one studio to build the demos, rehearse, etc. We never recorded there. We always went to a bigger, better studio. There's usually uh, a living one. We don't really do that anymore. I mean, anybody can afford to, but um, residential, they called them. But anyway, the producer, uh, the engineer and producer of the studio told everybody that we were definitely doing our album there. It's just what we did. And so subsequently, Ed was like, cool, Cradle, they're one of my favourite bands. I'm going to get work experience there. And then it didn't happen because it wasn't going to happen anyway. We moved to a different studio to record the album. And subsequently, he went, oh, sod it then. Um, I'll, I'll try something else. But he couldn't get a job anywhere else. Oh. So they put it at the local town council doing like a, a desk job at which point he said it was the worst fucking experience of his life thus far and it catapulted him back into doing music himself because he realized he didn't want a shitty job for the rest of his life so in some small way we could did contribute to his uh to his career that's really cool because i mean it's it's one of those things where you know cradle of filth and metal in general you sometimes you just don't know hey like you don't know who's who's in a metal, and then it doesn't. It's not until they go, oh, I like that band, and you know, wearing a shirt. It's a beautiful thing about it, hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm yet to see the Pope in one of Cradle shirts, but um, he's got a wardrobe full full of them. I hear That's some rare cool. ones. Well, wow, wow, I, I'd love to see that because we. Yeah, yeah, it's called, it's called Pope Culture. What is it? Come on, it's a bad joke. I, anyway, I morning it's obviously too late in the afternoon for you yeah <laughs> boom boom yeah <laughs> but um, mate it's always good to talk to you dude thank you so much for hanging out on the show and we're going to have all yeah. the links down here to the live album and we can't wait to see what you've got coming up next so uh mate we can't wait to get over there uh hopefully next year that's the plan uh this year um like i say uh this is our creative year next year's our sort of busy out on the road year 
Um, I know if things have been put together. I know that Australia is on the cards, but I, I don't want to like say, yeah, we're coming here and it doesn't materialise. Yes, but I, I'm being hopeful, dude, uh, especially next cool. year. We'll see you in Brisbane, I hope. I hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Well, uh, hey, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see you next year. In the meantime, we've got all the links down there, and uh, take care, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. See you, man. Yeah. Bye. Bye.